Welcome to the Scaling for Business Growth podcast. I'm Ellen McElhenney, owner of CFO Plus Services at CFOPlusServices.com. We help small business owners increase the value of their businesses. Stay tuned and after the show, you will see how you can be one of the next guests on the Scaling for Business Growth podcast. Okay, today you are with at the uh, the um, Scaling for Business Growth podcast, and today I my guest is Rich LeBron, and he is in Chicago, Illinois, and he he is with um, LeBron Consulting Company. Is it LeBron Consulting? And uh, he can be reached at Rich at the Franchising Consulting Company and that's all spelled out. So, Rich, I'm just going to let you kind of take over and um, give me a break, a rundown of, of what you do and how, how um, people can get in touch with you and all that. Yeah, thanks, Alan. Thanks for letting me be on the show. Um, yeah, just to clarify, the company, our company name is LeBron Advisory Group, but we are independent, but we actually are affiliated with the Franchise Consulting Company, which is one of the country's largest consulting firms, hence the two different names. Um, but what I do is I'm a franchise consultant, exactly as it says. Our primary sources of business are twofold. We, uh, on one side, we help companies who want to franchise, who've always thought about franchising their particular company. We help them become a legal franchise so they can do it legally. And then we also help them grow across the market and could be the U.S., could be around the world, depends how fast and far they want to grow. And the other side is we help people who want to be business owners, help them find a franchise uh, and, and walk them through the whole evaluation process, help them learn how to, to, to look at a business, which makes sense for them, how to scale it, should they want to scale it. And I know, Ellen, this is right up your alley, help, help make sure that they are in a position to exit someday. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we have helped them navigate the franchise industry. Uh, and that's our, that's our primary business. Well, that sounds great. I, I wanted to ask you, um, in this uh, business environment we're in, how is the franchising uh, prospects look these days? Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's a great question because we're all asking that. So there's two sides of this coin. Um, people who are not in business for themselves and they're contemplating, and these are usually people who are out of work, uh, maybe don't want to go back to corporate America and maybe want to buy themselves a job or, or just want to stop that uh, cycle of, of being being in corporate America and out of corporate America. And the other ones are currently working and they want to either have an initial income stream or they want to replace their job in five years from today and they're looking for a st- strategic avenue. Both those people have different mindsets. The person who's out of work is kind of involuntarily in in this mode, having to go find something to reinvent themselves. The people are working have a little more have a little more options, and they're they're watching the landscape like all owners are. But if you already own a business, most business owners today see and have enough experience to say, you know, I have the right mindset. In downtimes, in head, with headwinds, there's opportunities. If you're willing to take a step back from your business adjust, adapt, scale, pivot, whatever. Uh, there's great opportunities today. So there's it's all about mindset. The person's out of work, 
has to find a job. They need income. First person who is working has the luxury of having to debate this conversation. It depends where they fall and what the, what their mindset is. And the person who already owns a business and maybe want to, are looking to add an additional revenue stream by adding another business, see it as an opportunity. So there's three floating mindsets out there right now. So, um, so what makes your company? I mean, I've, I've talked to different franchise um, consulting companies, and so what makes you guys different? I know you're big, and that probably gives you a lot of um, a lot of different options for people. Well, we treat this. I consider this a way to build wealth. This is a strategy. A lot of people buy franchises based on passion. You know, they like to cook, so they buy a bakery, and then later on, they find out they hate cooking. <laughs> so, okay. So this is really an investment should be treated with the same respect as your other investments, whether stocks or bonds or real estate, you should have the same scrutiny. You should say, take the same approach. It's, it's a substantial decision, uh, but it's a way to build wealth. So we take a different approach to this. Uh, franchisors are looking for the right candidate. Our candidates are looking for the right opportunity, but our job is to coach the candidate in the context of what do you want the business to accomplish for you? So as you know, as you know, getting into business is one perspective, but you should always have an exit strategy. Buy a business with how, what do you want to do for you in the end? And that's a lot of times either I want to leave a legacy or I want recurring income, or I just want to sell it and cash out. That's what differentiates us. We take a more sophisticated approach. Our clients are pretty much executives of all levels. They're used to these type of conversations. They want to be talk to in that way. They want to look at this from that, that perspective. So our, our approach is more, more sophisticated, more higher level, more strategic. So um, I've always wanted to ask this question to somebody like you. Do you ever have to just tell somebody they are not a good fit for a business that they think they are? Yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately we do. It depends how you look at it. Uh, now, owning a business, there's two levels. One is owning a business, should you be an entrepreneur or not? And I always say, if everybody owned their own business, we would have no employees. So it's half of America, if you do any type of personality test, half of America is, is geared up not to own a business. Okay, the other half is divided up into different categories of what maybe should they, maybe should they own a business, but the other definitely half is not. Um, but when you go over to franchising, there's another level of concern. Franchising, uh, you need to follow a system. So if you're that you know, radical person who wants to buck the system, okay, wants to buy McDonald's and sell hot dogs or take the golden arches down and put something else up, don't buy a franchise because you know, that would be a waste of your time and money and the franchisor probably would not approve you anyhow. So first step is, should you be an entrepreneur? Second step, if so, we help them go through this process exactly like this. Should you be an entrepreneur? Yes. Okay, is franchising system the right one for you? If yes, then which brands? We actually walk them through the analysis to help them understand if they're really cut out, you know, you know, to be a business owner. Yeah, I, I mean, that's one of the things that I run into a lot is, is there are just certain people who are not cut out to own their own business. Um, they're not entrepreneurial. And, I, you know, I both know that you, you have to have that. I don't know what it is. It's kind of like a drive or something in order to um, really be successful at, at owning a business. Yeah, you, there is some self-motivation. 
Um, it's not as scary as people think. I mean, I don't, I don't know if this statistic is right, but I like the analogy nonetheless. 100 years ago, 95% of people in the country were entrepreneurs because we were in the farming world. Mm -hmm. Okay, so everybody woke up and you just worked a farm. You sold corn on the street corner. You didn't even know you were an entrepreneur. Um, then the industrial age comes and 95% of the population kind of moved over to working for corporate America. Um, so the pendulum, I mean, the fact that people have an entrepreneur spirit is within them. It just needs to be dusted off sometimes. Mm -hmm. Okay, and uh, and so I think our job is to see and to see if we can find that. Um, but once you make the decision, most entrepreneurs, most once they make that jump, we call it the the they went the tipping point. They went all in. Mm -hmm. Taking if you ask them a year or two later, they would never go back. They they found their groove. They found their space. They may be working more hours than they were before. That's not necessarily you always work less, but they that cloud over their head. Like today, if I can say this, you know, statistically, our clients are generally 45 to 65. That workforce, the average job is lasting two, two and a half years. Um, the average CEO, really? Yeah, and the average CEO job is lasting five years or less. Jeez. So that whole momentum, if you're 55 and you're in the market, just plan on having, and you want to retire at 70, you plan on having half a dozen more jobs. And it gets harder as you get older. So the risk factor of going in your own business versus working to corporate America has now swung to, especially that demographic, higher mm -hmm. risk working for corporate America than is going into business for yourself. And that's an interesting statistics. I had not heard that because, um, yeah, I was just assuming that, um, you know, in this environment, you know, post pandemic, that the, the lack of security was making people to kind of you know, stick around longer to, to, to jobs. But I guess there were so many people who left the market and then um, didn't choose to come back in <laughs> once everything opened up. Yeah, you know, in, in, yeah, fair enough. I mean, we did very, very well in the pandemic, okay? Mm -hmm. Sector-wise, uh, what we call the home improvement space, the service side of the home, not just home improvement, but the service sector exploded. It hasn't stopped. You know, oh, yeah. the other sectors like food and sports and fitness, we always said if you were strong, you survived and you actually thrived because you took market share away from some of the weaker players. Mm -hmm. um, but certain sectors have really just taken off since COVID and haven't stopped. Haven't stopped. It's been great. Well, and I have found with the clients that I work with, uh, most of them are looking more towards outsourcing certain parts of their business, which... Um, has changed a little bit in the last few years. I mean, like there, for instance, I'm a, I'm a fractional CFO. So um, not too not too long ago, that would have been unheard of, but uh, it's a, it's a huge segment right now. Oh, sure. Yeah. People would love to have someone like you on board, you know, incrementally. And, uh, and I love, I love that world today. You know, it's the shared resource world and uh, it's yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. And it, it really does save money uh, because, you know, most people don't need a full-time, you know, HR or CFO or whatever. So, so that's a, it's an interesting, and, and that's, you know, that's why the service market has exploded. Uh, and plus we get to work from home, which is kind of nice. You get so. to work from home, the whole, <laughs> the whole virtual environment that you can, yeah. you know, you and I can have this conversation thousands of miles away. Uh, yeah. It, it's, 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 
It's a new era. I think, you know, if you watch follow business, and I know you do, you could probably speak to this better than I can. Usually the owner is the cog in the wheel, you know. They won't get out of their own way to grow, <laughs> to expand, to adapt, you know. Uh, there is This is a changing times uh, more fluently than either one of us can remember. Uh, but those who will take a step back and look and be willing to adjust and let, you know, let more of the new ideas in the world come into place, they're flourishing. I mean, I have, <clears throat> I have clients all the time are just growing and expanding. That's great. That's great. Do, have you found um, that what you offer to people has changed a little bit since, since the pandemic has changed? Um, Industry-wise, uh, it does. You know, a lot of people said, you know what, they don't want, you know, for example, we have some, we have probably more uncertainty in, so, in multiple categories now than we've ever had. You know, we're facing mm -hmm. a lot of recession and labor and supply chain, all that stuff we're all facing. So there's a lot of categories coming from different ways. So some people don't want to get locked into like uh, real estate. They don't want to mm -hmm. sign a long-term lease or either on equipment or even have a business that has a lot of employees. They want more uh, flexibility. They want to be more nimble. So service mm -hmm. brands fits real for them. So they're yeah. leaning that way. The cost of investment is less. They can still scale it. They can still get a placeholder of being their own boss. And they can scale up either in that same brand or they can scale up eventually and buy that restaurant that they want to down the road. But their way they're hedging or leaning is, you know, I don't really want to sign a long-term lease right now. Uh, mm -hmm. So let me go into a service brand where I have more, I have more latitude and flexibility to operate. That, that makes a lot of sense. So uh, so who who do you look for? What, what is your target market? Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a few uh, areas. One is, although our, our demographic is 45 to 65, uh, that's this seems to be the norm for a couple of reasons. One is usually they have capital that takes money mm -hmm. to buy something. They usually have some business experience. You know, they worked in corporate America or some other capacity for a long period of time. We are seeing a shift. A lot of younger people are coming in. A lot of younger people have money today. They've done well in mm -hmm. cryptocurrency or something like that. <laughs> uh, we see parents and kids teaming up. So uh, so people who are out of work looking for a new idea to reinvent themselves. People who are working who uh, want to have a minimum, have a minimal additional revenue stream. They've already, they're already in stocks, already in bonds. They want additional revenue stream. Uh, and they can do that very easily, uh, or they want to hedge their bet because they think they're on their third or fourth merger acquisition. They better mm -hmm. hedge their bet, and so they want to strategically uh, uh, get out there and, and have a business to that they can step off into. Companies that want to uh, add two things: either companies who want to be a franchise, they've always thought about it, they want to learn mm -hmm. what that's all about, uh, or companies who actually just want another revenue stream. And they like I'm working with a client in the real estate sector. Uh, they said, you know, we, we were very successful, but we like to add a couple more revenue streams and we don't want to recreate the wheel. Okay, hmm. so we just want to pay for it and get in running, in, insert that into our operation uh, and, and kind of run. Or companies want to diversify. They're in real estate and they want to have an alter alternative income stream so they go into food or something. Hmm. Uh, and That's they're looking interesting. For, yeah, or someone has a variable income wants a reoccurring income. Mm -hmm. So I would say uh, those are the type of people we're looking for. So tell me more about your advisory group. And is that just like a parent corporation? And um, and yeah. how many how many people do you have? Yeah, there's 150 of us in the company. 
uh, and we're a partner in the company. Uh, we do, as I said, we have our sister company handles all the people who want to become franchises. We have 150 people on the consulting side who help people uh, who want to buy. We put on a franchise expo all around the country. We have the franchise journal reaches over 500,000 people a month. Uh, so we're a full service company for anybody on either side of that equation, how they want to get involved in the franchise industry. Um, so yeah, very large company, well yeah. established. And is everybody located there in Chicago? No, our, actually we're all around the country and actually in six different parts in, in the different countries around the world. Really? Wow. That's yeah. impressive. Yeah. And, and when, when did you start? Our oh, company nice. actually started in 2016, mm -hmm. uh, but the CEO has been in, in business for 30 years. So wow. okay. he started this entity in 2016. <laughs> and what were you doing before that, Rich? Yeah, great, great question. I was, <laughs> I, I'm actually like one of my clients, by the way. Um, I was in commercial real estate for 30 years. Uh, great career, mm -hmm. uh, senior executive. I worked uh, uh, for, I had one of my, the major clients in our company it was a billion dollar company out of uh, overseas. And at 60 years old, uh, they had bought a billion dollars of real estate. And then I was at 60, they decided to sell all their real estate and get out of the US market. Mm -hmm. So I helped them do that. The good news is I helped them achieve their goal. And the bad news, I sold myself out of a job. <laughs> and uh, so I had to reinvent myself. And uh, I actually took my client, my, what, I, what I take my clients on actually came from what I do for myself. In other words, by the way, Ellen, there's only five choices out there when you're in this, what we call transitional space. Mm -hmm. You either, if you're in transition, whether you're working or not, and you're in this mindset, like, what do I want to do next? Five, it's only five choices. You ask yourself, do I want to retire or don't I? And you check mm -hmm. that box up. You say, well, maybe I want to switch jobs. or I want to get a job in corporate America. Well, it's, there's some headwinds there. As I said, at 60 years old, they weren't hiring senior executives for the most part. If they were, it's 40% it's less pay and you know, a lot less of a job that I was, uh, I was more qualified for the jobs. Mm -hmm. uh, and the last three had to do with business ownership. Either you start your own, you buy a business that's not a franchise, or you buy a franchise. Um, and so I'll, I went through the whole journey, every single step of that. I didn't, wasn't ready to retire, nor did I want to. Uh, again, I looked at corporate America. The jobs that were coming my way were just not that attractive. Mm -hmm. I looked at starting my own, going, well, I'm 60. I necessarily don't want to do that. I'd better get something a little bit faster to market. I looked at traditional businesses, and then I uh, ran across the, the franchise industry, and I ran across a franchise consultant. Okay, mm -hmm. and I go, what? And I really loved what that person did, and so I said, well, "Tell me more what you do." And then I actually bought into a franchise to learn how to do what I do. Okay, <laughs> that's great. Uh, and so I just love it. Uh, I actually wrote a book called "What's My Next Move" to kind of capture that story, you know, mm -hmm. because a lot of people are in this transitional thinking. Um, so yeah, it's uh so I was in commercial real estate. That was my primary career. But, wow, I, that's a that's quite a journey that you you took, and really, um, you kind of fit right into that that demographic that you were talking about people yeah. starting a business. Um, so uh, that, you know that's fantastic. Um, so what do you do when you're not working? <laughs> well, it's it's a good question. Actually, we are now semi-retired, which is nice. Mm -hmm. So this has been my wife works with me, and she's 
sitting across from me right now. <laughs> uh, it's we we love our business. It's portable, so in the winter time we go from Chicago to Florida, and I get a chance to work from there. In our off days, you know, we uh, we have uh, five grandkids. Uh, the sixth one underway. We have three kids. Uh, oh, wow. We golf and we uh, you know boat a little bit. We have a boat that we go out. We live out in a river town in northwest part of Chicago. Mm -hmm. And so we do some boating and golfing and hang out with our family. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah. And so does your family live around you? We are very, very, very blessed. Each one of our kids lives about 10 minutes from us in oh, different wow. directions. So uh, all those grandkids. Wow, <laughs> that's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, we're, we're strategically right in the center, which it just happened that way. Well, that and that's just fantastic, Rich. I, I mean, it's great story. It sounds like you have a very successful company. Um, I'm very impressed. So is there, um, is there anything else that if um, somebody listening wants to get in touch with you? Um, I know you, your website is the franchising consultingcompany.com. That's a mouthful, but it's all I'll, spelled I'll, out. <laughs> I'll make, I'll make it even easier. Just go to our LeBrun. L-E-B-R-U-N, rlebrun.com. That's just a lot easier. Those, I know every time I have to type out that email, the franchise consultant <laughs> company, it's like, oh, can we just make it shorter? So rlebrun.com, you can go on there, read about our services, hear testimonies. You can you know, get our contact information there. Um, you can learn all about what we do. Uh, so yeah, if any of your listeners are, you have, it, have the inkling. By the way, uh, just so you know, our services are free. Okay. Uh, we get paid by the franchise companies. Uh, oh. So, so if your if your listeners are willing to spend about two to five hours a week, takes about that much time for about four months. It's a very well thought out, strategic approach. It's again, this is an MBA MBA level uh, mm -hmm. process. Uh, there's no cost to them to go on this journey. At the end of that journey, they can check that box off where they want to buy. So, so you actually do. It's it's more of a a teaching process. It's a yeah, co yeah, coaching. We we walking through every step from uh, helping them figure out their goals and objectives are, finding brands that match up, and then taking through the process of how to evaluate those brands. Mm -hmm. uh, they get a chance to talk to their franchisors. They get to validate everything. They get a chance to talk to their franchisees. Very very well thought out process. Uh, but I always say, if you have if you always had the thought or dream or just curious, go on the journey if you can afford the time. It does take money, by the way. I'm not. You know, I can tell people what those qualifiers are later, but uh, so it's not, you know, it doesn't cost you anything to go on a journey, but you are to invest in the business. Uh, I'll just say franchises run from $50,000 to well over a million. There's 3,500 brands and over 40 or better industries, depending on how you carve it up. There's something out there for everybody. Um, it may be, even be for your listeners. Who knows? Well, that's great. Well, Rich, it was so great to get to know you today. Um, yeah. I uh, wanted to um, just thank you for, for coming on my podcast. And this is Rich LeBron again, and he's with the LeBron Advisory Group. Did I get it right that time? Yeah, that's easier. <laughs> that's easier. Yes. Yeah. Well, and, and, um, I appreciate you having me on the show. Oh, and no I, problem. And I love what you're doing. Uh, you know, having a fractional CFO is really a valuable thing. And to have that expertise at, at, at someone's fingertips, I'm, I'm sure it's, very rewarding. It is. And um, I, I, I like working with, with individuals who want to improve themselves as well. So, um, so in that respect, we're kind of, we're, we're kind of the same. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, 
Thanks again for um, tuning into the uh, Scaling for Business Growth podcast. And uh, again, we'll uh, talk to you next time. Very good. Thank Thanks, you. Alan. You have a great day. You too. Ellen McElhenney here. Thank you for listening to the Scaling for Business Growth podcast. If you are a successful small business owner who would like to be on this program, please visit go.cfoplusservices.com slash podcast hyphen guest. If you like this episode, would you please share it on your social media or just do a screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend. If you know someone who would like to be a guest on the show, Tag them on social media and let them know about the show and include the hashtag the Scaling for Growth podcast. I look forward to seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We regularly put out new episodes and content. Please subscribe so you won't miss one. Your thumbs up ratings and reviews will help promote the show and that would mean so much to us. If you want more information about us, go to our website at cfoplusservices.com. Or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, CFO Plus Services, or Instagram, at CFO Plus Services. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.